You're listening to The Wilder Podcast. Episode 18 with Maddie Moon. Hey everybody. So I know you are super excited that I have Maddie Moon back on the podcast. I am so pumped. This girl is one of my dear friends um we've made a connection from across the country and it is rather strong and we actually spoke for about longer than the actual podcast um we spoke for about an hour (laughs) before this podcast episode so we ended up having like 35 minutes to record this episode and um it flew by to be honest um but hopefully we'll be able to visit each other in the future we've discussed it because she lives close to my parents and I mean it, what what a good reason to go visit my parents am I right um so Maddie Moon she's been on the podcast before she is a podcast host she is a coach that works with women and she helps everybody establish a really healthy relationship with themselves, a a healthy sense of self, a very realistic, she has a very realistic approach to, you know, making actionable, taking actionable steps and making lasting changes in your life, Um, really diving deep into why it is you're here, getting clear on everything, getting clear on all of your intentions, all of your goals, and really just being able to thrive in your own life and trust that, you know, your highest self knows best and I've been following her work for a really long time. I was actually a huge fan of her podcast before I reached out and made the connection with her. Um, her podcast is Mind and Body Musings podcast, and she used to talk a lot about um, disordered eating and um, body positivity, and she's interviewed so many people and really gotten me in touch with a lot of people in the field, so that's amazing. Um, I recommend going back and listening to a lot of her older episodes as well as catching up on her newest ones because those are also so inspiring. Um, This episode, we dive really deep into femininity and masculinity. And this is a very interesting conversation. And I think that um, it's something that a lot of you have um, been aware of. If you follow some of the people that have been on the podcast, we've kind of touched on this kind of stuff before. But I just want to let you know that... um, This podcast, we discuss a lot of heterosexual relationships um, when it comes to female and male, just because that is our personal experience. That is not to isolate or alienate those of you who may be in relationships with, you know, if you're a woman in your relationship with another woman, or if you're trans and you have a couple different viewpoints on femininity and masculinity in your relationship, it doesn't... um, it doesn't take away from what we discussed. So I strongly encourage you to not be afraid of listening to this podcast just because you might not fully 100% resonate with the male and female dynamic and what we're talking about, like I said, because we're talking about our own experience. um, I still think that it's really important to listen to this because femininity and masculinity are present in every single one of us. So whether you are in a heterosexual relationship or not, there's still a lot of good juicy stuff here and a lot of insight that you can take it in and possibly apply to your own life. Um, just for listeners of this podcast, Maddie is offering an incredibly generous $100 off of her brand new retreat, the Confidence Revival Retreat from May 14th to May 18th. It's taking place at the Kripalu Center for Yoga and Health. It's a world-renowned center 
and retreat destination and I am so jealous it's going to be so incredible it's in Stockbridge Massachusetts and she is so incredible just whenever you go to put the deposit down for the retreat after you listen to this episode just email shoot her a quick email and let her know that you're coming from my side of the world so just be like yo I'm one of Carson's peeps or whatever you decide to say I mean I would totally love if you said that you're one of my peeps because you guys are some of my peeps um and she will knock off a hundred dollars from your price this is an all-inclusive retreat this is her first all-inclusive retreat so it's going to have so many goodies and you're not gonna have to worry about anything you're seriously going to be completely taken care of she's got you totally taken care of and this retreat is going to boost your self-worth and help you to finally say yes to what you want does that not sound incredible so I've posted about this on my on my Instagram um and now this podcast is really dedicated to getting you a little bit more acquainted with Maddie and really helping you open up and understand what's going on um internally so that you can explore more deeply at this retreat so without further ado I'd love to get you in this podcast episode hi hi everybody um maddie moon and i have been talking for like the past almost the past hour already um prefacing this podcast episode so we're all warmed up ready to go um maddie is a friend to the podcast you guys will recognize her whore Sorry. You'll recognize her. Recognize her. What is coming out of my mouth? Was that a Freudian slip? (laughs) That was like a genuine belly laugh just there. Wow. (laughs) Cackle. (laughs) Okay. We're actually really good friends, everyone. So um, this this conversation is going to go super well because we already got really deep into our own personal areas of this topic in our own lives. Um, So today we're going to be discussing femininity and masculinity and how it plays a role in your relationships. So um, this is actually something that I've been learning a lot about for the past probably like six months. It hasn't quite been a year, but I've already learned so much about myself and my masculine tendencies. And Maddie, you know all about that. But I would love to hear... Just kind of like how this came about in your life, how this piqued your interest and kind of how you have learned and grown since kind of diving into this work. Yes, I love, I love, love, love this subject. And similar to you, I have not been, I would say, living this for years or anything. I've come to terms with these energy imbalances probably in the last like seven months. And it really started with looking at my previous relationship, me and my ex-boyfriend, that started everything. So for me, I believe that relationships can be this huge catalyst for seeing where your energy is imbalanced because I was looking at him and the guys that I was with before and I was asking myself, why do I keep attracting the same type of man that to be blunt, I keep running all over, right? Like I keep dominating this person and like it's causing me to be really stressed out and really anxious and I lose respect for this person. Like, why do I do these things? And what, what is it that they have or what could I have noticed in the dating period that would have given me this sign that maybe we wouldn't be the best fit for each other. So I'll get into that in a second. First, um, thank you for having me on again for anyone. Yeah. For anyone that doesn't know me, um, I am the, uh, the host of the mind body musings podcast and over at maddiemoon.com. And my story is most known for my former bodybuilding days. I 
had disordered eating and body image issues for much of my life. And when I was in college, I fell into bodybuilding and that was a disaster. But long story short, the reason why I found myself so attracted to this idea of being a bodybuilder and being someone that has a six pack and has structure and routine and organization and discipline is because I was so controlling and I always feared not living a lifestyle of perfection. I was raised in a very religious household and it was very much black and white, right and wrong, check off these boxes. And the fear of not being able to check off particular boxes in my life, such as being this all-star or doing really good work on a certain project or dating the right kind of person for my parents or having the right kind of friends, friends that they approve of, not friends that I necessarily want. The pressures and stresses of making sure that all of these boxes were checked off manifested in other issues. For example, sexually felt very, very disconnected from my body. There was a lot of shame around sexuality. There was a lot of shame around having a female body. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was constantly tiptoeing around this body I was given, not sure exactly how to use it, how to portray it. Um, if I felt things inside of my body, I felt guilt and shame for them. And even being with men that I loved, like my very first real, real boyfriend in college who I absolutely adored and loved sexually, I felt a lot of shame with him and I overthought everything and I processed it and I felt guilty and bad and wondered how many prayers do I need to say after this and all of this stuff. And it caused a lot of just disconnect from this body that I was given. And and that's one of the reasons why I fell into bodybuilding is because it gave me, it gave me so much. It gave me structure. It gave me a reason to be disciplined, a reason to feel above all others, you know, because I don't eat tacos like the normal human being. And so I'm better than you. That's the kind of mentality I had. And it gave me a pursuit for the six pack, which is very masculine. Obviously it's very hard. It's very strong. It's, it's this six pack would give me more reason to feel like I'm one of the guys. And I felt more comfortable to say, I relate to the guys. I am one of the guys. It scared me to say that I am one of the girls because I would equate women or femininity to weakness. And that is why I, I so desperately wanted to be seen in the gym all day long is because I wanted to be seen as strong. And apparently to me, strength was being in the gym and having a particular image and femininity meant emotional or crazy or nagging or weakness. And I was so scared of looking weak, appearing weak that I clung to the type of lifestyle that would make me force me to be in that masculinity. So hopefully everyone is listening to this and they can kind of connect the dots here with perfectionism and needing control and wanting to be seen as strong, not be seen as weak, and how this creates issues with really truly thriving in your body, like having a feminine body, having softness, having curves, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. So with, when it comes to like physically softness, that makes sense, right? Like allowing your body to take its natural shape, to have curves, to be okay with that, to go easy on yourself is the mental side or the emotional side and to allow yourself to have thoughts or have emotions and not judge them so harshly. Like I would date someone and say I really liked this person and we go on a few dates and then maybe later the guy's like, I don't see anything coming out of this. Sorry, bye Felicia. 
And then I'm all like hurt and beat up and I'm bummed out. But with my masculine tendency, I would be like, it's okay. I don't, I didn't care about him anyways. Like whatever, no big deal. And like, I would be so scared of, of actually being seen as someone who cared about something that obviously wasn't a big deal to someone else that I would fight that emotion away completely. And I would try to pretend like I didn't care about this person anyways. And I wouldn't allow myself to truly feel what I felt, feel sad, allow myself to feel sad and in the, the time periods, the years that I was doing this and treating myself in this way, ignoring things that could have been a pretty big deal in my heart, like things I should have spoken up about and ignoring them, I had these issues of a disconnect with my body, sexual shame, um, running over the men I was with because I I was the, the masculine one in the relationship and I would run them over. And like, that's how I see it. I, I can't wait for you to share your experiences in your marriage because you have this masculine tendency but I doubt it's quite like what I'm describing with the running over because that's literally what I feel like I would do Uh, and that's not good yeah definitely not and for the (laughs) the running over yeah I guess that has never been my my thing it's really for me personally in my experience and I'm sure some people can relate um with whenever I would I would feel that rejection um I wouldn't like you mentioned the rejection of like a guy's maybe not like into it um and you kind of push that away and you're like you try not to care about it you know and um for me it would be like I internally would bully myself for like like yeah I would internally push and push and push that like sensitivity like down and away do you know what I'm saying? I would never just address it and really embody it and feel it and move past it. I would just like push, push and push. And then, um, yeah, just I'm trying to think. I was all about the chase, which I feel like I would like chase down guys and like really like dominate the relationship at the beginning and steer it. And I really did that with my husband. And I'm not saying that women can't do things like that. And I'm they can. I feel like some people listening may not really understand what we're trying to say but um there is a balance of masculinity and femininity in everyone and um with yeah with me it was definitely more of like the masculine like guiding and leading and taking charge and you know like taking charge of relationships and really being the one to steer the financial path and especially with my marriage yeah so for me in my marriage being the more not that I'm saying Colin isn't a man or whatever that is. And men are allowed to be sensitive. You know, it's not it's not that, that I'm saying that that's not cool. It's just that in our relationship, I've always dealt with me being very controlling and very um, money-oriented and very success-driven and very... Um, I wasn't... I'm, I have never put my sensuality and my sexuality and um, my love for my curves first until, you know... I realized that there was that imbalance and on his side of things the imbalance came from him not um really embracing his dreams and goals and ambitions um and I feel like for me without communicating that and really trying to grow there that imbalance only fed my imbalance does that make sense Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's what happened in my previous relationships as well. So for people who are listening to this, I think it's important that we give a little bit of um, clarity on what masculine versus feminine is and the qualities that are included. So what I'm going to give some examples of what would fall under each category. But 
for some people it helps because they're like, what is feminine and a masculine? Like it's such a foreign concept. It may help to think of it as yin and yang or maybe even left brain, right brain. Like it's a, it's a balance of equal parts. And the goal here for us is not to learn how to necessarily balance these tendencies, but to learn how to harmonize them. Cause you don't want the goal to be balance 50%, 50% because on any given day, it's going to be totally different. And like, as we're sharing in relationships, it's different too. And especially being women who are business owners, but also in relationships, like there's one part of me that really relies on structure and organization, AKA the masculine. Mm -hmm. And I have to remember where to include more of the feminine in, in those areas. So for example, if you think about like business wise, the masculine would be like scheduling things or having a routine or having a system for taking payments or having a podcasting schedule. And the feminine is the creativity that happens in the podcast or the creativity that happens within the one-on-one coaching sessions. That's where the, the real beauty I feel like is created and the intuition comes and goes. So it's learning about harmonizing and and you want to have the same thing with relationships. You want to harmonize your masculine energy and your feminine energy personally speaking for me. And I I believe it's probably the same for you. It's like with our relationships, we want to be more in touch with our feminine because that makes us feel more intimate. It makes us feel more easygoing, more carefree because that's how our bodies are made physically. Mm -hmm. They're made that way. So Looking at the masculine tendencies, what you could also call the masculine is the warrior. This would be, for example, setting goals and being very detail-oriented, being determined, having perseverance, pushing through something. Talking is actually a masculine quality. Not really trusting others and getting things done yourself. It doesn't have to be in a negative light. It's more of just like masculine is doing it yourself. Um, thinking, being dynamic, generating ideas, you're self-focused. And that, again, not a bad thing. It's just the, the masculine is very self-focused, very primal. Um, doing, analytical, uh, logical, structure, willpower, competitive, defensive, structure, moving on. And then that's actually a bullet. Mo- quick to move on. Okay. <laughs> and then the feminine side, this would be considered the goddess. She is the caretaker, the listener, intuitive, flow, pleasure seeker, magnetic, emotion filled and without judgment towards those emotions, community oriented, vision creating, receptive, can make goals but is open to them not going according to plan, you know, very fluid and malleable, attraction, soft, kindness. So if you can see there's a difference here, there's more of the soft side with the feminine and more of the Uh, strong side with the masculine and you're wanting to learn how to harmonize them especially with your relationships Mm. make sense yeah oh yeah and it's like so i mean i'm sure there are people out there especially with people that i know that listen to the podcast and readers of the blog like when you're describing the masculine it was literally everything that you said it like everything it's like each next thing I was like me me that's on me and like the competitive and like the you know like that kind of stuff the very like detail oriented it is Mm -hmm. so strange and it makes me wonder and this is just something that I mean I'm sure other people are thinking as well I mean I guess what do you think has caused the suppression of femininity? Do you think that it, ha- I, like, I mean, we kind of discussed this struggle in society is just like the sheer 
concept of women wanting to be perceived as equal and possibly like not like for you know the past few decades just like in order to make this shift we've needed to show up in our lives a little bit stronger a little bit more you know um matched with the opposite you know sex and or matched with men in general and maybe we've just conditioned ourselves to suppress this femininity despite it being like this primal and obviously hormonal and like it's almost like a huge part of our it's just it is a huge part of our biology you know so I feel like do you think that that could be like play a main role is just like our constant suppression of these emotions in order to feel that in society we are fairly matched Mm, it's a really good question yeah it's weird it's weird and it, it, when I when I hear you ask it I have like my brain is going off into 10 different avenues because <laughs> there's so many different reasons why I think we were created this way and like I think one of them is is very it's very simple that we are living in a hyper masculine world where especially with let's talk about like the rise of like social media here because mm-hmm. especially with fitness and food and being the best of the best and competition you don't really see too many people promoting um, like not doing something like there's no memes out there about like stop doing that like there are a few now where people are like if you you know stop saying yes to shit you hate and like stuff like that but for the most part it's don't quit and people equate stopping something that isn't serving you to quitting. Mm-hmm. And there's all this negativity around quitting. It's so bad. Like it means you can't do something. You're not disciplined. And there's a lot of shame and competition around this of like, keep going. You can rest when you're dead. Like don't quit now. Don't stop. And then there's the comparison of women who are the top 100 women here and here and here. And there's all of this glory around busyness and everyone wants to be busy and productive and chasing the next goal and being the next thing and not quitting. And then there's guilt and shame whenever we mess up or we, uh, get off of a routine or a plan as if that's somehow a bad thing. And we're not shedding enough light on intuition and say you pick up something or you try something out with your business and it's a flop and you stop doing it. You stop doing it because it it just didn't work. And that's fine. There should be no judgment towards that. But in society, I feel like there's a lot of, oh, you're quitting too early. You're not hustling enough. No, no. Maybe it just isn't a match for you. And that's fine. And like you were saying, like there is a lot of this uprise and we want to be seen as equal to men. And for a lot of people that equates to being in the exact same place as men, Mm -hmm. I feel that's almost doing a disservice to some people in certain ways because they, while you can move up in the corporate ladder or be the person bringing home the bacon, if you want, that's totally fine. At the same time, make sure you're not make sure that you're still leaving room to nourish and to love and to be receptive and to be a woman who is in touch with her feminine side of softness. If you can do both, wonderful. That's great. As long as you're not doing both out of fear, out of fear of not being equal Mm -hmm. because you are still equal even if you do different parts in the household. It's, yeah, it's it's very deep and it's very... Uh, there's so many different tunnels to this, and I think a lot of a lot of people as well 
are raised to be it would have that mentality of move on, get over it because of how they were raised from say their dad. Mm -hmm. Maybe their father was a military man and was always pressuring them to get on and get over with it. And they never were truly taught how to sit and feel their feelings and how to be taken care of. I love the idea of being taken care of by my partner. I don't think it's weak anymore. Whereas once upon a time I would look at that and think, Oh, I don't need anyone to hold the door open for me. I don't need anyone to do this or that. Um, it's given me a lot of power to be like, you know what? I like my man, like taking care of me and steering the way in certain areas. And I don't see that as weakness on my part. I see that as me letting my man fill those shoes he's made to fill. Cause he is a masculine man who likes to take control and I don't want to rob him of that. And I also don't want to rob myself of the gift of receiving cause that's that's what I'm great at. I really am great at receiving and, and being deeply available to love. That's one of our unique gifts as a woman is to remain open even when we want to close off. We were given that ability from the very first woman ever. We've been given that ability to remain open to love. And I think when you start to get one thing in alignment, the rest start to get into alignment bit by bit by bit. Mm, yeah, that's what I'm like. I'm just like so loving that and really yeah it has my mind really really running and going and and what you said about like fathers and or just any like man in your life telling you to like get over something or move past it or um just really like move on and I feel like there is though it may be like kind of a feminine thing to be you know vulnerable and like let go and do things like that I feel like moving on from a space of like, oh, I just have to suppress it and move past it and not in like a letting go way. It's so different and it is such a weird space, you know, when you think about it because nothing really good comes out of that, you know, and um, comes out of that space of just like moving past and pushing down and go, go, go. And and go back to what you said about, you know, whenever something may, might not be working for you and um, just being able to like let go and you know, maybe that just what you're not giving up, you're just trying something else. Um, in my personal business, I've gotten a lot of um, weird backlash for me and just like, oh, you you can't stick with something and it, just because it doesn't make you money, you're just going to move on and like that kind of thing. Like just because it doesn't make money, you're just going to keep trying different things to blah, blah, blah. And um, it's just so, yeah, it's just looked down upon in society, like you mentioned to you like not maybe not like keep pursuing something that isn't working like you're just not doing it good enough you're not doing it better you know you're not doing it fast enough you're not doing it um hard enough so that's just like a really good point to recognize that just because you're um maybe not doing something anymore or dropping something in your business it doesn't mean that you know you're giving up mm -hmm. yeah and there's just there's a lot of um opinions out there on this like for your business you get backlash like I, I I think that's so sad because so many people get backlash for the way they live their lives and then that's how they create limiting beliefs because then they're like oh so if I stop doing something that means I'm a quitter and if I'm a quitter then that means you know xyz I'm not tough enough I'm not this enough so we harden we get hard and we get our ego comes out and we want to be the best and this creates issues with relationships. Like I'll talk about my, so my last partner, my last boyfriend who I was with for a year and a half, 
and even before that, I, since I had this very masculine minded persona, I attracted very feminine men. I would attract sensitive men, guys really into their feminine, really in touch with their soft side. Now they were attracted to me because I was really in touch with my masculine side, my toughness. They liked that. They wanted that. But the reason why it didn't work out, because when you hear that, you're like, oh, that could probably work out. I mean, there's still a, a, a harmony there. Well, yeah, maybe. But that's only because that's only if you have accepted and embraced that opposite in your partner within yourself first. So because of the fact that I didn't embrace and accept the feminine within me, even though I was drawn to it in my partner, I projected my fears about it onto him. So that's when I say I ran over him, that's because whenever he got soft and feminine, I would look at it and be like, oh, no, don't do that, gross. <laughs> so that's me it just totally disregarding his feelings and his emotions because I was disregarding my own. And I think that kind of was what he was doing as well whenever I would be a little bit tougher in a situation or move on from something. He looked at that and was like, Ooh, no, I don't like that. Ugh. And so it caused problems and issues because I was not able to appreciate what he had within himself because I couldn't do that within myself first. And I noticed these patterns with all of my ex-boyfriends, very feminine, feminine creatures, and they were very sensitive. And, and also, I feel, personally speaking, and I'm not speaking for everyone in the world and all the women in the world, but I feel like him filling so much of that spot, filling filling so much of his femininity, it almost forced me in a way to be more masculine because yeah. I wanted to balance that out. Mm -hmm. And and I've done this with friends too. Like I, I have one particular friend who's very like that. And it, every time we, we were together, I would just make all the decisions and stuff because he couldn't. He was very light and floaty. And so I had to be the grounded one. Mm -hmm. So I said it in my mind that, the next man I want to attract, I want him to be very in his masculine, very upfront, very direct, very take charge. But before I meet him, I want to work on my flow. I want to work on giving up control, being more sensitive, being more, more emotional and non-judgmental to my emotions. I want to get my period on track. I want to dance and not care who looks at me. I want to get in my body and I want to feel good in it. And I want to learn what that's like for me, not for a relationship, but for me. And I did that for a good seven months of listening to my intuition and slowing down and trying to live more like water because water moves and grooves and it's fluid. I wanted to live more like that and be adaptable instead of being so take charge, this and that. Maybe in my business I could still keep up with that, but I wanted to infuse more femininity even in my business, but primarily in my life and who I am. And when I started to do that, I just felt so much more at ease, so much more love for myself and appreciation for other women and connecting with women more and my spirituality increased and got better and stronger and my faith and my body image even got way better and it was already pretty good but then I started to see my body differently more sensually and I met this person who I'm now with and he is exactly the kind of person I wanted to manifest and I'm where I wanted to be in my heart and I, I'm continuously learning especially this aspect of being deeply available to love I've been 
focusing on that a lot recently because I'm the type of person that can close off and be um, just very closed off. If, if there's an argument or something, it takes forever for me to get out of it. And so for me, I, I really like thinking that femininity is being deeply available to love. And so when we get in these arguments, I can be like, okay, remain in my femininity. Don't close off. Remain in my femininity. Stay open, stay open, stay open. Like don't close off from him because that's my gift. That's what I'm good at. That's what I'm made for. And so that's kind of my project right now is learning how to do that. But um, being able to be okay with receiving and being taken care of, that's the starting point. That was my starting point with my relationship is learning that it's okay and, and there's nothing weak about stepping into my femininity and being taken care of. Oh my gosh, it's so good. I love hearing you say all that. And I love, we talked about that before the podcast too. I just love hearing that that's what you're focusing on right now. And it does take work, you know? It really does take, if you are so conditioned, of we are as women, to, you know, being so like closed off and like stern and like in an argument and just staying open and staying, you know, listening and being like observing and really just like emoting with someone else, you know? Um... So before we get into how people can work with you, because I know you've got something super exciting coming up that I'm so pumped up about, um, I would love to hear where do you think that these women can start either communicating with their partner if they are dealing with a little bit of that, um, I don't want to say an imbalance, but maybe that disharmony. I don't know. <laughs> What's the opposite of harmony? Unharmony? Un disharmony? Um... D-harmony. D-harmony. E-harmony. E-harmony.com. <laughs> just get on E-harmony and find your perfect person. Um, well, you know what I mean. Just that like um, that upset. Imbalance. Yeah, that imbalance in your relationship. Maybe just like letting women, letting the listeners know like a place to start either, you know, maybe exploring their own femininity or getting clear with what it looks like in their what their levels look like in their masculinity and their femininity and maybe what it's like in their relationship and how to start um you know making shifts that making lasting shifts yeah good question so let's say you're married and you're like yeah my partner is very feminine and I'm very masculine what do I do I'm in this marriage you start with yourself like you start with yourself you step into your femininity and you you're the one that learns how to receive more. Start simple. Just learn how to receive more. Be open to receiving and work on that being enough for right now instead of trying to make it about you changing and him changing. You work on receiving more and letting him take care of you more because he probably desperately wants to do that. I think that's probably how he's kind of programmed is to take care of his babe. He wants to do that. And the more you let him, the more he will step up to the plate for that. I really, truly believe that. If if that's where you want to start, you know, that's that's where I would recommend. But if you want to take it a step further, have a conversation with him about this as well. Let him know, like, you want to get more in touch with your softness, your soft side, and your own femininity. So you're on a journey. You're on a quest for this. And what he can do is support you. That's what he can do. He doesn't have to change or be different just support you on this and be open about it. Be open with him. Like when there's something going on where you want to close off, tell him you want to close off, but you want to remain open or that you want to experiment sexually more with what you think you want, like what you need. Like say there's 
something you're not receiving or there's a different way you want to try things that's going to make you feel more taken care of or more feminine or more in your body. Have an open conversation with him around this. And not every guy is going to totally grasp this. Like when I told my partner that he has some feminine and masculine qualities, he laughed and he was like, no way do I have feminine qualities. And like, he doesn't understand that. He doesn't understand like that feminine doesn't mean like you're also a woman. Like that's kind of what he thinks it means. But it actually just means like he's a musician. He's very creative. So he's got that creativity and he's also pretty intuitive. He's got that. So he doesn't quite understand like what I mean when I say that. And it's also not his job to that's not my project isn't become his project, but it's my project. And so I've learned to stay really focused on what it is I want to create, regardless if anyone joins along for the ride. Does that answer your question? Absolutely. I think that that's a really good place for everyone to start is um, really getting clear with themselves and being more open. And it's not super easy. So I do encourage you to um, communicate to your partner what you're changing and um you know, listen to this podcast as many times as you want. Maybe just explore deeper research. Um, I know, Maddie, you've had a lot of really, really good content on your podcast about this. So I would recommend, and I'll link that in the show notes, just, you know, diving a little bit deeper, learning a little bit more about this and really just being open to exploring that side of you. Um, you have nothing to lose. It is, <laughs> it's only a loving side. You know, you're not like, you're not going to isolate yourself by trying to embrace your femininity it's not going to make you less than it's not going to slow you down and like it's not going to take you off your path you know maybe it'll slow you down in a positive way but um (laughs) just embrace it um okay so you have a retreat coming up I do I'm so excited so I have my May retreat, May 14th to the 18th at the Kripalu Center for Yoga and Health, which is like a world-renowned um, yoga center with amazing nourishing meals and dance and yoga and hiking and art and workshopping. So I'm putting on this retreat. It's called the Confidence Revival. So if you're resonating with this podcast and you consider yourself to be a perfectionist, maybe even a masculine-minded woman, someone who's always focusing on structure and goals and achieving and control, if that's your innate tendency, then in this retreat, we're going to be diving deeper into reviving the spirit in a way that feels good to you, getting back in touch with your femininity. And it's not in a woo-woo way where we'll be doing a lot of sisterhood circles and chants and anything like that, because that's not really me, but in a more um, actionable way, but in a, in a soulful way, like a very beautiful reconnecting with the spirit, reconnecting with your heart, a welcoming home of the soul of where you really want to be learning how to make goals. Yeah. Listen to that masculine side, but also learn how to let go of them as in make goals, but be open to the outcome and to believe that no matter where you are in life, there is something looking out for you with your best interests. The universe is always conspiring for you. And so at this retreat, there's going to be so many fun things. I'm going to be doing lots of workshops, soul sisters from across the world will be coming. We will be doing dance classes and yoga and just diving really deep with each other on how to revive our confidence, work on these limiting beliefs and get back in touch with our flow. Keep the structure whenever structure is needed, but learn how to be more like water even when you feel like fire in life. Don't put out the fire, just learn how to harmonize with the water. So that is May 14th to the 18th. And what I am doing for 
these listeners only, for your listeners only, is giving a hundred off, a hundred dollars off of the tuition cost. So if you're like, yes, I want more confidence. Yes, I want to revive my spirit and get to my femininity. Yes, I want to take a leap. Because I totally know that retreats require a leap, like a huge leap of faith. Maybe you're not even familiar with me and you're like, I want to do this, but who who the heck are you? Um, you are more than welcome to reach out to me with any questions or check out my podcast. But if you come from uh, this podcast and you would like to come and you think this is perfect timing and it's for you and you're excited, but you're also a little scared, then you can go to uh, the Maddie, the Maddie moon.com. Sorry. You can go to Maddie moon.com, uh, dash confidence slash revival. And I'm sure you will have a link to that in your show notes. And after you sign up with a deposit, just shoot me an email saying I'm from Carson's side of the world. And then I will make sure that you have a hundred off of your tuition, but I'd love to have you. Anyone who's interested. So it's such an amazing offer, everyone. It's such a generous offer. And I think that everybody can grow from doing this. I mean, even I would grow from going to this. And of course I want to go. Um, But freaking yoga center, everyone. I mean, it's going to be a life-changing event. Um, But Maddie, I know your time is super valuable and I love you. And I thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You're welcome, obviously, anytime. And thank you for chatting with me beforehand. I love catching up with you. And I hope you have a beautiful day at Pilates and enjoying your, enjoying your beautiful life and boulder (laughs) oh thank you love i am so happy that we got to do this and thank you everyone for listening let me know if you have any questions about your femininity because i like talking about the stuff and i'm sure i will have you back on my show pretty soon too beautiful i i'd love that and i will talk to you soon i'll text you later okay okay bye girl bye girl see ya